Welcome to Speak for Yourself. Today is what sports television is all about. Super Bowl champ James Jones. What's up with it, baby? My guy, NFL insider Dave Hellman, the one and only slick Rick Buecher. Now, look, y'all, turn your volume up and put your remotes down because it's about to get spicy on set. Steve Young, Hall of Famer, he said that the Baltimore Ravens are mishandling superstar quarterback Lamar Jackson, saying, quote, Lamar Jackson is a complete player, not being trained to be a sophisticated passer. They double down again to all the great things that Lamar Jackson does. Great. But until he gets a chance to show that he's a sophisticated passer of football and a sophisticated passing game that is properly invested in, which they never have done, they don't invest in it. He's being held back by the Ravens year after year because they keep doubling down on this thing that Lamar is great at. Woo! Steve Young said a lot. Oh, I can't. Honestly, I've never been more excited to see these three gentlemen in my life than today. Steve Young said a lot. He said a lot that I disagree with. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are not holding Lamar Jackson back. And the reason I say they're not holding Lamar Jackson back is because you cannot complain about what you don't have unless you want to praise him for what you do have. How can you tell me that the team in which helped Lamar Jackson become a unanimous MVP, the first of its kind, mm. the team in which helped Lamar Jackson be the highest winning quarterback by percentage in the history of quarterbacks, the team that is going to help Lamar Jackson gain $250 million, whether they pay it or somebody else, Guaranteed. The team that helped Lamar Jackson become a superstar helped Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson also helped himself. The team that did all this for Lamar Jackson, you going to tell me that they're holding him back? Wait a second, Jay. I'm just getting cooking, Ooh, big dog. I'm just getting cooking. You're going to tell me that the team that drafted a first-round pick at tight end before they drafted Lamar Jackson, Hayden Hurst, the team that drafted a first-round pick in Hollywood Brown, the team that drafted a first-round pick in Rashad Bateman, the team that drafted a Belindikoff winner, Koff, Belindikoff means you were the best wide receiver in college football, and Tylen Wallace, the team that drafted Mark Andrews, uh, what's the college, Mackey Award winner, <laughs> meaning you're the best tight end in college. You gonna tell me that the team that drafted First-round pick at tight end, Mackey Award winner at tight end, Belenikoff winner at receiver, first-round pick at receiver, first-round pick at receiver, did not invest in Lamar Jackson. That is lazy. Now, Slick, it might be bad investments. Hayden Hurst, no longer on the roster. Might be bad investments. Hollywood Brown, no longer on the roster. But they are investments nonetheless. The Baltimore Ravens have given to Lamar Jackson just about anything you can ask for. So everybody got to stop all of this nonsensical talking for the sake of social media retweets. Go ahead, Slick Rick Buecher. Go ahead, get at him. You just changed the words on us. <laughs> I changed no nothing. One, no, no, no. We're not talking about have they invested in him. Yeah. We're asking the question, are they holding him back? Mm, he's got a point. And, and you know what? And here's the thing. No, I don't. <laughs> I was Steve Young. I'm going to be an interpreter today. Please do. There's a lot that I'm going to interpret today. And the first thing is, Steve Young, just come out and say it. They ought to fire Greg Roman as Ooh, the offensive coordinator. I wish they would. That, that is essentially what he's saying. Because this is what Greg, Greg Roman does. And Steve Young saw it firsthand, not playing, but observing the San Francisco 49ers. So, Here's my thing. He picks an odd time to do it because as of last year, Lamar Jackson set career highs when it came to passing attempts and all that. But if you look at historically with Greg Roman, it is a rushing offense. And they have been at the bottom of the league for the most part since Lamar Jackson has been there in terms of attempts. So are they holding Lamar Jackson back? Yes, I believe they are. 
He's not getting the full array, the opportunity to use all those pieces that they've invested in. But that said, the question is, what's best for the Baltimore Ravens? Thank you. Maybe holding him (laughs) back is the best way for them to play because of the success. Where you at, Jay? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do think they're holding him back. But what are we trying to do? Are we trying to win football games? Because he's not Tom Brady in the pocket. He's not Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. So as a coach, even if I'm Greg Roman, Harbaugh, whoever the coach is, I'm a coach of youth football. I'm trying to put my kids in the best situation to have success. The Ravens are putting Lamar Jackson in the best situation to have success. That's why you said he has an MVP and all these accolades, Pro Bowls and all that, because they are putting him in the best situation to have success. Does he get a little bit better each year of throwing the football? Yeah, you can expand the playbook a little bit year after year because he's getting more comfortable throwing the ball. But what he does best and creates problems for defense is using his legs, getting outside the pocket, making Plays, and that is what the Baltimore Ravens see. And if I'm a coach, even if I'm coming in taking over for Harbaugh right now next year, we are toting this thing. We are running this thing. I am forcing you to be able to play man-to-man on the outside, Mm. leave some extra dudes in the box because Mm. you know my quarterback can run, Mm. and he will make the throw on the outside against one-on-one every now and then. But what he does best is make plays with his legs and getting outside the pocket, and that's how the Ravens are using him. And, yes, it might be slowing him down. You know, he's not a true passer and seeing all this, mm. but that's not what he does best. And mm. as a coach, you got to get to what he does mm. best. I really yeah, wish yeah. I knew James was, I wish I knew James was coming <laughs> with that, man. Like, this is useless to me right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, honestly, because I, I think of the Ravens as a team that's trying to zig when everybody else is yeah. zagging. Like, what's, what's the NFL right now? 11 personnel, three wide receivers, sling the thing around. That's not what Baltimore does. Oh. What's the strength of their team? They got J.K. Dobbins. They got Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. They're a tight end running game team. And I honestly, I think it works to Lamar Jackson's favor. Play action. The things you can do when you've got a running game. I would love to see what he can do in a scheme like that. We, we just haven't seen it. If, if that's what you want to do, if you want to move on from Greg Roman, play a little more Chief-style football, I would be interested to see it. I, I tend to think it has worked for Lamar Jackson. You want to use his strength as a runner. You want to have play action working in his favor. And then, yeah, like my whole point, when I heard we were doing this topic, I was like, of all of the teams that are, you're going to say are holding somebody back, how could it be Baltimore? <laughs> this is that last year was John Harbaugh's second losing season. He's been there for 15 and years. I was hurt. Exactly. I mean, and, and they had a mass unit of a team last year. Like this is an organization that before Lamar, when they had Flacco, this is a team that does things the right way. They're in the conversation year after year. I I balk at the idea of you're holding somebody back when this is a perennial contender in the AFC. Man. Let me address something else, because Steve Young said Lamar Jackson's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not being given the opportunity to be like Patrick Mahomes and get paid like Patrick Mahomes. Where am I single? Because I might have to whisper it's this. I might players, have to whisper this. Where is players. that? Um, the reason Lamar Jackson's not Patrick Mahomes is because he's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and the reason Patrick Mahomes isn't Lamar Jackson is because he's not Lamar Jackson. But guess what? Mahomes has no unanimous MVP. Guess what? Mahomes didn't win a Heisman in college. Guess what? Mahomes wasn't a two-time Heisman finalist. So Lamar is Lamar and Mahomes is Mahomes. Keep them separate and equal or keep them separate and unequal, but just keep them separate. Lamar Jackson had a Heisman in college, but guess what he didn't have? He didn't have 11 
400-plus yard passing games. Guess what Patrick Mahomes had? 11 400-yard passing games. Guess what Mahomes didn't have? A Heisman. Guess what Lamar had? A Heisman. Guess what Mahomes did in college? He threw for 734 yards in a game. The most yards Lamar Jackson ever threw for in a game was 415. But Lamar got the hardware. So do not complain about what you don't have. Be grateful for what you do. I think about Will Smith. Will Smith said this, I want to become the biggest actor in the history of actors, and that he became. Mm. Only actor in history, 10 consecutive movies, $100 million gross. But while he was doing that, guess what? He didn't win an Oscar. Mm. But you can't complain about not having an Oscar. You got to celebrate what you have and being the highest grossing actor. Meanwhile, there are several people who have Oscars. Moonlight notoriously won the Oscar 2019 or 20, if I'm not mistaken. It only did 65 mil in the box office. Mm. Will Smith would cry if he woke up having done a movie that did 65 million dollars. But Moonlight did 65 mil. 28 in America, mind you, and won an Oscar. Will Smith doing $100 million movies, but not winning Oscars. You can't complain that you don't have an Oscar when you want to win million-dollar movies. Lamar Jackson, you about to be the highest-paid quarterback in the history of all quarterbacks, Ooh. and you got a unanimous MVP. Don't tell the me Raiders fans what he don't got. He got to be the highest. <laughs> tell me what he got. Okay, but here, let's be clear, and I think everybody on this panel knows why Steve Young is saying this. Why? Because yeah. Steve Young went through this he, same He, he sees evolution. himself in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He came in and he was known as a runner, and it was a matter of trusting him with the offense the way they had trusted his predecessor, years, he Joe Mantena. That that, no, that's all I'm saying. It's true. Yeah. And they had the pieces to do it, and they also had the offensive mm. coordinator to do it. Peace. Right? So it was built that way. <laughs> so I understand why he's saying it. The question I have, and I'm going to throw to you guys, Please is, do. You talked about him becoming the highest paid quarterback sir, yes, sir. in the game. When you're talking about him being a certain kind of quarterback and the way the Ravens do things, is that the smartest investment to put that much on your quarterback when you're looking at him as being part of the puzzle and not the main piece? Jay, before yeah. I go to you, I'm going to say no. Here's why. As Jay said in his earlier take, and I can't wait to hear him say it again, is – the job of a coach is to figure out what you do best and consistently have what you do best being done. Von Miller ran a 4-4 in college, a 4-4-40. You may have been at his pro day back then covering living in Texas and whatnot. 4-4-40 he ran. Surely Von Miller can cover. But we don't ask him to go backwards because what does he do best? Rush the passer. Now, Von Miller's never going to have three or four interceptions in a season. You want to know what he will have? 15-plus sacks. You know what Aaron Donald can do? Surely Aaron Donald could probably be in the stack position and run some A-gap blitzes as a rusher. But what's Aaron Donald do best? Get in front of the offensive guard and smash him in the face? So give me what I do best most frequently. Yes, Lamar Jackson can pass. He led the league in touchdown passes with 36. But big dog, we've never seen anybody like him use that feat at the quarterback position. And, and I like how you ended with that. We've never seen nobody never. like Lamar Jackson. Never. never. I mean, he's breaking never. all Michael never. Vick's records, Cam Newton's records. We've never seen nobody like him. Defensive coordinators lose sleep when they have to play against Lamar Jackson, even though he's not that passer. You don't lose sleep playing against Tom Brady. You don't lose sleep playing against Matthew Stafford and these guys that can just stand in the pocket and throw the ball. You have 
to account for much more with Lamar Jackson, and you don't know how to put in a game plan for this guy. And that is why he is a unanimous MVP. That is why he has the Pro Bowls and the stats and the things that he has. That is why when everybody's covered, he breaks a couple tackles and gets 25 yards. You cannot prepare for that. And for me, it is his time now. Right? Usually, you get paid. You're the highest paid player. Number one, you earned it. But number two, you there at the right time, and you the next man up. He is the next quarterback up, and he's going to be the highest paid, and he should. These defensive coordinators do not know how to pair for Lamar Jackson when he is healthy and playing at a high level. I don't care if he throws it 10 times. <laughs> he's scoring 45 points for the Baltimore Ravens, doing what he does best, and that is what the Ravens are doing. So he absolutely should be the highest paid receiver, I mean the highest played yep. quarterback, and they absolutely expand a little bit, let me ask but you do what he does best. Jay, let me and ask that's you what the Ravens are doing. So many people imply that the Ravens aren't giving Lamar Jackson enough help. Mm. But I would suggest that... Aaron Rodgers would cry (laughs) if he got as much help as the Ravens have given Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers turns third-round picks into Super Bowl champs, turns second-round picks. I think what, Greg Jennings, second-round pick? Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. Second-round picks into Hall of Fame cats. Aaron Randall Rogers, Cobb. Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a cheat code, don't you? Don't you <laughs> uh, no doubt about I mean, it. Right. No doubt about yeah, it. Okay. But, but I'm saying love. Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, even Matthew Stafford, what he did for Cooper Cup and, uh, and Megatron. Now, clearly, Megatron and Cooper Cup have done it for themselves. Yeah. But Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown with Matthew Stafford. Sure. Right? So, like, I got to give a, the quarterback to Megatron out of that, maybe just But I'm going to give the quarterbacks yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of credit. I'm going to give the quarterbacks sure, a little bit of credit. Sure, sure, sure. My question for you, Jay, is how much do you put on Lamar Jackson for the narrative that they don't invest in him. Because if you gave Aaron Rodgers, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, assuming he would have been healthy the whole season, you know, if you gave Aaron Rodgers some of the same cats, would he make him make noise? Last thing I'm going to say, I had never heard the name Robert Tunyon. I don't even know what Tunyon is. Never heard of it. Next thing you know, Robert Tunyon is a Pro Bowl caliber tight end. If you gave Aaron Rodgers a Hayden Hurst along with Mark Andrews, I'm just wondering how much is – on Lamar, how much is on the Ravens? Well, number one, a, a lot of it's on Lamar because, but Lamar's not th- not that guy to really throw these wide receivers open. We just spoke of that's not his game. Aaron Rodgers is special at throwing people open. I've never been covered playing with Aaron Rodgers. Darrell <laughs> Revis can be right here. Whoever can be right here. Richard Sherman, he's going to put it here. He's going to put it there, right? I always tell people, in my career, I had a lot of catches. If I didn't play with Aaron Rodgers, I probably wouldn't have 150 of those because the quarterbacks that I was playing with would be like, ooh, J.J. covered. Mm-hmm. I'm not even throwing that mm-hmm. ball. You know what I mean? 12 is like Aaron Rodgers is like, ooh, right where I want it. You know, ball right here. You know, so that's different. Lamar's not that guy. And that's so okay. He, and that's, that's okay. Sure, sure. Even if you put all this talent around him, he's not that guy yet as in his career right now to throw these guys open consistently. We, we, will we see it every now and then? Like, ooh, that's a good throw. By, yes, we will. But what he's special at is making plays with his legs, getting outside the pocket, creating more time for these receivers to get open and getting some explosive plays. But he's not dropping back, ball here, ball here. I could put it right here whenever I want it, right here when he – He's not there yet. So in that case, yes, if Aaron Rodgers had all these bona fide first-round picks at tight end and receiver, you better believe that these dudes' careers would be much more than playing with Lamar Jackson because he's not a special thrower of the football. But that's not saying Lamar Jackson is not a bad man at that quarterback position. Which And that's why I, I don't like bringing up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. James, you get this. I, I consider him, sorry if it offends, 
like the most talented and special thrower of the quarterback like ever. Maybe, yeah. Mahomes, me and you go be. Fair. That's right. That's right. <laughs> maybe like maybe Mahomes gets there, but we're about to see. We're about to see what Mahomes does with a little bit lesser of a cast. We know Rodgers is that guy. It's not an insult to say that other people aren't. Yeah. And and by the standard of the NFL, we talked about this with Dak Prescott last week. It's the same thing. Yes, they've invested. I don't know if they've done as much as I would prefer. And again, it's not the investment in that like pass-heavy 11 personnel type of scheme. Go down the Ravens receiver depth chart after Bateman, and even like no offense to Hollywood Brown, like was he like he wasn't like a star? Like when you heard that they got a first-round pick for him in the draft, <laughs> I was like, really? That's impressive. Good job. Ravens. Hollywood was one of those guys that helped him out too, just because he had the go button for yep. sure. And yep. you need those guys in your offense like that. I, I would love to see Lamar Jackson get a look in that scheme. I think he could do it. We just don't know. That's not what the Ravens have built their team to be. They are a run-heavy, tight-end-heavy, play-action-heavy team, and it works for him. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I think you would have to reallocate those investments a little bit to see what he could do. I will end kind of with this anecdote that we all watched and you lived through more personally than anybody. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. The Green Bay Packers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For weeks, if not months, we debated whether or not Aaron Rodgers should have tucked and run on third and eight. It's third and eight. All you got to do is get to the end zone. You got Devin White and Jason Pierre, Paul Pace ch- chasing you. Just tuck it and run it, Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is a passer. So if he wants to pass the ball, I'm not going to be mad at him for the fact that he didn't run the ball. In the same breath, Ravens, y'all been running at the rock to the best we've ever seen Man. in NFL history. Man. So I'm not going to be mad at y'all if y'all don't want to pass the ball because y'all run the ball better than we've ever and seen. can't nobody stop it. Can't nobody <laughs> stop it. Coming up, the Cowboys think Dak Prescott is having the best training camp of his career. Dave, I don't really care about them quotes. Does it mean something to you? Not really, but we can talk about it. Oh, we going to talk about it. Got a lot more to say on Dak and the Cowboys and Speak for Yourself Returns. I told y'all, put the remotes down. Dak Prescott, quarterback for America's team, the Cowboys, set to enter his seventh season. And he's getting high praise from his franchise executive, Stephen Jones. He said, quote, Dak had his best training camp he's ever had, close quote. I got a whole bunch of thoughts on this. But I would be remiss to speak first because Dave Hellman, as I always say, outside of Jerry, outside of Steven, you know the most about Cowboys football as your resident insider there. What do you make of Steven Jones saying this? Keep in mind, you've been at practice every day this week? Every day this month. So you be knowing. What do you make of the quotes? Can you find me the coach, player, or executive who's like, yeah, like camp's been fine. You know, camp's, it, you. camp's been okay. It's, it's that time of year. And look, I mean, I, I think I've missed, I missed one practice when the Cowboys were in Denver. Dak's been good. Like, he looks fine. He looks like a, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback at training camp without any receivers. It's, I don't know who he's throwing to. He, I'd like, he's, he's trying to make it work with a bunch of guys that we don't know the names of right now. Say it again. He looks, he looks good. He does. It's, if, it's, if it's the best camp of, of, of life, I haven't seen it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's the preseason, man. Everybody's in the best shape. Everybody's having the best camp. I think Dak is going to have a good season. I feel confident about that. I haven't seen anything at training camp that I'm just like, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> lighten the league on fire. No. Man, so. before I ever care about a messenger, Jay, I'm always like, who before I ever care about the message, I always ask myself, Slick, who's the messenger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the messenger of this instance, Stephen Jones, it carries no weight. Yeah. We hear this season after season, year after year. Zeke's in the best shape of his life. I promise y'all, I've heard that five years in a row. <laughs> mm. But for five years in a row, statistically, he's declined. Oh, the Cowboys gonna light the league on fire. I've heard that for 
what am I, 31 now? 31 years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but for about 25 of those years, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Cowboys ain't been lighting the league on fire. It means nothing to me. Slick, where you at? Yeah, no. Not just to say that uh, they don't go, we're just as okay. When was the last time that you heard a coach or GM go, yeah, it's not his best training camp? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, he left a few throws out there. Exactly. Especially exactly. at the quarterbacks. Yeah. But if you dig down a little deeper, what he's talking about are the intangibles about Dak Prescott. Okay. His leadership with this young crew. What have we seen? He only threw two touchdown passes the other day. In practice, and and you've been you've, you've been seen my notes. Let's go. <laughs> I have. I am paying attention to your work because you're out there and you got uh, you got boots on the ground. I'm going to take advantage of that. But here's my question: Like you don't have any pieces out there. What plays are he is he making? What indication do we have that this Cowboys offense is going to be special? If he's leading, if he's got young guys and he's not getting mad at them or he's working with them or whatever, that's fine. What does that mean in the big in the big picture in terms of what the Cowboys are going to be this year? I think what he's saying is, and again, here is me being interpreter. Whatever happens this season, it's not Dak's fault. Okay, Dak is healthy. Dak is leading. Dak is doing what he can. So uh, we invested correctly, all right, and we just don't have the necessary pieces around it. This reminds me of I'm trying to pump some false confidence into my team into my city, letting everybody know that the Cowboys fans, we're going to be all right. That, that's all this is saying to me. We know Dak Prescott is a good player, but overall, like you said, in the big scheme of things, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you have not helped Dak Prescott this offseason. Amari Cooper, your best receiver, and I know C.D. Lamb is over there, but he had the year he had because Amari Cooper's being double teamed. Hold, 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 uh, hold on, 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 you no, let no. him walk hold out on. of here. Because you said something that might go over people's heads. Mm. For two weeks now, I've listened to people tell me CD's the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like getting into a debate. Yeah. I played defense in the National Football League. You played wide receiver in the National Football League. I understand you can have number one numbers mm-hmm. and not be the number one receiver. 100%. To me, and please tell me, you played receiver, you won a Super Bowl. Amari Cooper was the team's number one receiver, though C.D. Lamb had number one statistics. Please just clarify that message because you said something that I don't want people to miss. Easily, Amari Cooper was the best receiver on that football team. Since Amari Cooper have walked in the building, he's been the best receiver on that football team. And he's made number four a much better player. Once Amari Cooper hit the scene, Dak Prescott went like this. Yeah, talk about Be- it. Because Amari Cooper is like Devontae Adams and the Keenan Allens off the line of scrimmage, creating separation immediately, right? So I know where I can go with the ball. I know Amari Cooper is going to win 99.9% of the time. And so does defenses. So when we break the huddle, boom, where's Coop? You know what I'm saying? Now you got C.D. Lamb in the slot, who I do believe is going to be a number one wide receiver, but he wasn't a number one wide receiver with Coop on the team. So now you're in the slot. You're on the outside getting a number two, the number three corner, not getting a lot of attention because we're taking away Coop. And that is helping Dak Prescott because, ooh, break the huddle, ooh, double team Coop, Coop one-on-one, Coop going to win. Ooh, okay, they rolling over there. I'm going to go to C.D. Lamb. So C.D. Lamb, special with the ball in his hands, can run really good routes, able to make explosive games because you have a guy like Amari Cooper on the other side, and that is why he had number one numbers, mm-hmm. but he wasn't the mm-hmm. number one receiver on the ball club. Pause, I believe pause, Dak Prescott will take a real step quick, back. Pause, pause. Uh, what year did you have 14 touchdowns in the season? You remember? 2012. 2012. Who was the number one receiver on that team? 
Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings. So from a person who had number one numbers but wasn't the number one receiver by his own voice, mm. it is very simple. Now, I got I to gotta hijack the combo, but you got to say something. Say it. I, well, I, just, I feel like you're, like, looking at me like I'm disagreeing <laughs> with you. I've been saying that all offseason. Like, I think the world of CeeDee Lamb, I think he's a hell of a receiver. Yeah. I think the world of Dak Prescott. To Rick's point, he, like, if, if there's one thing that you should never question, if I can impart one word of wisdom, like, do not doubt Dak the man and Dak the leader. Yeah, like, absolutely. the way that he will get whoever is with him to follow him, unquestionable. I still just wonder if they've done enough to surround him with talent because what they've done is next to nothing. And, like, I mean, it's, it's still a preseason. I get that. There's three weeks until the season starts. But Michael Gallup is just now starting to run routes. He ran his first routes of the offseason after Terry. On air? On air. For the record, On air. On air, meaning no Basically, defense. Basically, he jogged and let Dak throw him passes. That's what, So he's a little ways away. CD's not practicing right now, which is fine. He's got three weeks to get ready. He'll be okay. Noah Brown, who does not have an NFL touchdown, is the next guy. He is also hurt right now. The most experienced receiver practicing with Dak Prescott yesterday it's a guy named Simi Fehoko who played seven offensive snaps last season. That is his NFL repertoire. How can, again, Patrick Mahomes would be looking at that saying, what are y'all doing? Where is my help? What is going on? And it's, it's got nothing to do with Dak. It's got everything to do with the situation he's in because of the Cowboys' decision. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're also the same person who said, I don't want to touch Antonio Brown in this situation. Yes. You just described all of that, Ooh. and you're like, don't even call Antonio Brown yes. to yes. see how he's feeling. I mean. What, that just because it's more work for you? No, but ju- it would be more work for everybody. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, you can make a deal with the devil. Just don't complain about what's going to happen. I mean. I wouldn't complain. Look. This is what I love about the Dallas Cowboys. This is the reality that I think we have to get to. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Mm, They don't say everything's better in Texas. Mm, Okay? Depends on your ass. That's why Antonio Brown, I love the show. I I love the spectacle. Antonio Brown would bring spectacle, and you just described the receiving core that ain't good. Let me let me go somewhere for a second. Almost buckle one of my cleats up. You saying that receiver core? <laughs> you, you could get snaps. You could get snaps. I, 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 I know Coach Mike offense. I don't. I don't. You still got his phone number, right? Let's go. <laughs> I don't always have the luxury of having a Super Bowl wide receiver sitting next to me. So let me ask you this: If you're C.D. Lamb. How much pressure are you feeling? Because what CeeDee Lamb knows is what we don't know at this desk. CeeDee Lamb knows how many times he saw one-on-one coverage because they were doubling Amari Cooper. CeeDee knows how many times he ate in the slot receiver position. If I'm not mistaken, the walk-off touchdown against the New England Patriots, you should have been there. Yep. CeeDee Lamb caught that from the slot, correct? Or was yep. he outside? He caught it from the slot. For the record, on defense, much harder to defend someone in the slot because the slot can go in motion. Much harder for us to keep eyes on a guy that can move pre-snap as opposed to a guy that's at X or Z and much less likely to move pre-snap, harder to double you in the slot. How much pressure is CeeDee Lamb feeling going into this season? He's under tremendous pressure because, number one, you don't have that guy on the outside like we talked about, Mark Cooper, taking, mm. that, taking that pressure off him. Number two, even if you are in the slot, now they can be able to double you in the slot as well. What a lot of people don't understand is when you have both bonafide number ones on the outside and you're that slot receiver and you have a four-way go you could go in you could go out you could go deep you Mm. could stop Mm -hmm. like it is tough for people to guard you in there that's why a lot of the quick receivers what do outside receivers have if the slot receivers have a four-way go What's an outside? So if I'm on the outside and the corner's inside leverage, the corner knows I got a go ball, I could possibly run in, but I'm playing that in, or I could stop. 
That, that, that's that's really it, it, right? And the defense is playing off of your leverage. If you're inside leverage on me in the slot, barbecue chicken, right? Because <laughs> I could go deep. I could go out. I could, I could run beeline. I could stop. I could eventually go in. It's just so much space to cover. There's not a lot of space to cover as a corner on the outside than the space that you have to cover on the inside playing a guy man-to-man on the slot. C.D. Lamb was in the slot 80% of the time last year knowing that Coop was getting all the attention on the outside. And even when Gallup was there, Gallup was getting some attention on the other side, right? So now when you're in the slot, you're going up against the number three corner or a safety, and they have to cover all that field to guard you. If I'm Dak Prescott, you better believe I'm not even looking at Cooper Gallup because we have what we have, the matchup we want. And that's why uh, C.D. Lamb was able to lead in receiving yards and all that and have the year he had because of the guys he had on the outside. He is under pressure, and it's going to be tough for him to get open, and they're going to have to get really creative to get him open. Very quickly, Dak Prescott more to lose or gain this season? Oh gosh, uh, more to Ooh. more to lose probably. If I'm like, if I have to answer that I, again, like I think we talked about it last week. I just the, he is in such a tough position, in my opinion. I don't think the mm. Cowboys have done a ton to improve the talent around him after trading away Amari Cooper, after some of the other things that they've done. I don't think this team is better than it was last year, and last year was a tremendous disappointment in Dallas. Of course, they can always prove me wrong. But who's going to take the flack for that if I pr- turn real, out to be real, right? Really quick on that, back. right? Yeah. You paid this man all this money, right, to be your franchise quarterback, That's, that's right? the flip side. He's supposed to make everybody around him better no matter who trots out there, right? That's mm-hmm. what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what the Tom Brady does, right? So he has a lot to lose because yep. we gave you all this money. Are you that dude? Mm. With not all these weapons around you, are you that dude? Because a quarterback is supposed to be that dude. That's why you paid the highest money. Can you make everybody around you better, even if they ain't both five superstars? Well, coming up, we're talking about somebody who's already been proclaimed to be that dude, Justin Herbert, because he's getting compared to Tom Brady. I hate the comparison. Dave? Shocker, we're being unfair to another quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we diving in that speak for yourself next. What a show. What a show. What a show. It should be no surprise. The number one most watched window in all of college football is Big Noon Saturday. And it does not get bigger than number one Alabama. I should whisper that. Number one Alabama taking on my Texas Longhorns, baby. Y'all know what it is. That starts us off this season, but we rolling after that. Every Saturday, big noon kickoff getting us right. Today's best matchup all season long. Only and exclusively on Fox. Speaking of good matchups, Justin Herbert versus anybody. A good matchup. Herbert entering his third season. Now look, he has not made the playoffs yet. But former NFL head coach Mike Marks already comparing him to the greatest ever, Tom Brady. Marks said, quote, he just wants to be the best quarterback in the National Football League. True story. I called an audible. We were not supposed to talk about this right now. But based upon my emotional state, I asked the producers, can we do it? Um, Justin Herbert dialogue frustrates me more than any dialogue in the history of NFL. We overpraise Justin Herbert. He is not overrated, but Justin Herbert is overpraised. You get praised as a quarterback for winning. I fervently believe winning and losing is a quarterback stat. I will die on that hill. Mm. Why? Because the best quarterbacks win and the worst quarterbacks, they lose. There are exemptions to the rule like any other. 
Deshaun Watson went 4-12 and with the Houston Texans while having a statistically greatest season. There are exemptions to the rule like any other, but it is a rule nonetheless. If you're a good quarterback, you are going to win a great quarterback. Jimmy G win. Jimmy G good to me, though. <laughs> yes, thank he you. good to me, though. He good to me, though. Poke a hole in that right from he the start. Me. Let me I'm, get I'm, back, I'm let me right. get back on the tracks. Right. There we go. <laughs> 15 and 17 is a starter. Coaches, quarterbacks win games. Brandon Staley's a great coach, at least a good coach. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback, at least a good quarterback. But why ain't they winning then? Because the equation is great coach plus great quarterback win games. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Russell Wilson, uh, Pete Carroll, uh, Drew Brees, and Sean Payton. Great coaches. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Matt LaFleur, <laughs> not Mike McCarthy. Not Mike, we win. Nah. <laughs> great coach, great quarterbacks win games. I think Herbert's overpraised, not necessarily overrated. You're the receiver. Where do you stand? Leave Justin Herbert alone. No. Let's go. No. Let's go. He is a problem. No. He is a problem. And he is going to be a problem for a very, very, very long time. I don't like uh, comparing anybody to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers and all that. Let these guys go out there and just be themselves. But this kid is special. This kid is going to be a multi-winner MVP in the National Football League. I promise you. I promise you, when his career is set and done, Justin Herbert will have oh, multiple on, MVPs. Jay, don't do this he is dog. like that. There is nothing that this young fella cannot do. And he came into a Chargers organization to where now they have the roster and they are building around him and making sure he has everything he needs, like you said they're doing for Lamar Jackson, to succeed. Mm. He will be a special quarterback this year and years to come. Flick, I got a Leave this I man got a alone. Yeah, he I, is yeah. like that. The Chargers got them Should one. I? I ain't saying Tom Brady. I ain't even going to let you get it in. I ain't saying Tom Brady. But leave him alone. Justin <laughs> Herbert is like that. Should I get him now or later, Slick? You just tell me. Tell me. Should get I get him now, now or later? Because okay. he is like that. Um, go, go now. Go can, now. We, can we toss this blind resume on the screen for the oh, world and James Jones to see? There we go. Oh, we got just toss, huh? toss this blind resume <laughs> onto the screen. Uh-oh. Everybody stare at your single. Uh-oh. Now, James, what you will see, it might be hard for you to see. Look at the TV on the left, yeah, James. Yeah, you can truly see it. I got you. Both quarterbacks are 15 and 17. One has 68 touchdowns, 20 picks. Another has 69 touchdowns, 25 picks. One 7.9 yards per attempt, one 7.4 yards per attempt. Completion percentages identical. Passer ratings nearly identical. Which quarterback do you think is Justin Herbert? Player B. Player B is Justin Herbert. Um, can we reveal the, the, the blind resumes, please? You realize it. We don't talk about Kirk Cousins like he going to be a two-time MVP. Kirk Man, Cousins is best. You talking Kirk about Cousins a 10-year player yeah. and you talking about a three-year player. Big dog. Why does he look that close to Kirk Cousins, big dog? I'll wait. Early and I'll wait. And he ain't had the team. He yeah. has the team now. You're Mike Williams. I mean, he has Allen some weapons and that's why his passing rate in numbers is I, like that. I but just want to be wins clear. and all that team-wise, he ain't had them teams. Lord help me, Jesus. Comparing Justin Herbert in the first two years of his career to Kirk Cousins, who got a thirty million dollar contract, Tom Brady. they compared him to Tom Brady, a yes. Super Bowl head coach. He didn't win. I think Kirk Mike Mark Cousins. Can we? I mean, did you pull up Tom Brady's first two years of his yeah, career? Or Peyton Manning? Or Peyton Manning? Or anybody like that? Yeah, yeah. you should have compared that one. On that you should have compared Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer Get in their first here. two years. You cannot do that. You want some help? And if you even put <laughs> Kirk Cousins into this young fella's conversation, yes, and even after year three. 
Cousins a guy ain't got nothing on Justin Herbert. Nothing. There's no coach, no GM, nobody in the uh, National Football uh, right, uh, right uh, now, uh, League uh, right uh, now that uh, will say, we will we gotta, take Kirk Cousins uh, over Justin that Herbert. That is true. Not even you if but, you wasn't no, GM. That's true. As you that said hurt. right there. That was a little aggressive. That was a little aggressive. That poke was a little aggressive. Not even you. Okay, I'm I like sore. working with James. Okay, right, let's, let's slow down. Let's slow down. If we have. I'm with you. I love watching oh, Justin Herbert. I, love I think he has all of the tools to be great. All of them. But first of all, no one, no one should ever be compared to Tom Brady no. or Aaron Rodgers no. because what they have done is not just being excellent at a certain time. They've had sustained Same. excellence. So Same. let's not compare Same. Justin Herbert because you see some of the things he's done. Now, he set franchise records for a franchise that had Philip Rivers and Dan Fouts, mm. okay? That's impressive. Talk to him. He said, <laughs> well, let's slow down. He's had... He set rookie franchise records for the entire NFL. The start has been tremendous. But I am with Achi. My dog. Winning matters. It matters. It matters. Don't what we play give the game me for. numbers okay. what we play the game that for. don't what translate no, this to is, winning. This is, this is insane. This is completely he was it's the, not insane. Was, can we talk about it's this when we come logical. back? Can, we, got, can the, we talk about this when we come back? Producers, where we at? We going to break. When we come back, I'm going to finish this conversation. I don't care what's on the rest of the schedule. We, we got more Herbert. We are going to finish this conversation. Don't leave me hanging. Do not leave me hanging, Flick. Don't you dare leave me hanging. Thank you. I can't we believe you, guys. Believe it. I can't believe Believe it. Do not miss your chance on Sunday to win $10,000 of Terry Bradshaw's money. Terry Bradshaw's money. That's on Fox. Bet Super 6 app where 80,000 winners have won over $6.5 million to date. Scan the QR code, download the app, enter your 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 picks into the Ravens Cardinals preseason contest for your free chance at the jackpot, baby. Let him go. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Good. Justin Herbert, I think it's about winning, but you were speaking some truth. No, it is about winning. But that's the, like, can we just reframe this conversation as Acho and Slick are tired of hearing about Justin Herbert? Because that's basically what y'all are saying. Like, to this point in a very early career, Justin Herbert has done everything asked of him. Drafted sixth overall two years ago. He was the third quarterback taken, by the way. So the league already told you he wasn't even that guy. He wasn't even the number one pick. Burrow and Tua got taken above him. So as the third Ooh. quarterback, as the third quarterback taken, he took a 5-11 and team to 7-9 and nine as a rookie. Come on now. Offensive rookie of the year. Come on now. That box is checked. Talk to him. Got him to a winning record Thank in you. his second year. Thank you. Got him in the winning record in the AFC West mm. that has Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes by the way, a game away from the playoffs. I get it. It didn't work out. Oh, no, a guy in his second year was a game away from the playoffs and didn't get it done. They've elevated by two games every year of his career. How is that not checking boxes? Like, yeah, okay, I- I'm not responsible for Mike Martz comparing him to the greatest <laughs> to ever play. Maybe that's a little bit premature. But you have to be elated from the tour. You have to be elated with everything Justin Herbert has done. A little premature. What's he not doing for you? What he's not doing is winning. He had a winning record last year. Since 2020, David Hellman, if I knew your middle name, God dog it, I would utter it. Since 2020, Justin Herbert has the third most losses of any quarterback. The third most. Not the third fewest. 
the third most. All I do is lose, 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 no matter what. To a franchise that is was sir, rebuilding. Sir, what was, what was Joe Burrow? Had some key so you made pieces. a mistake. What was Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. They was losing he, before he got hurt his rookie year. Yes, Joe, he come out last what year. Joe Burrow, with second year in the league. His okay. second year in the league, he went to the Super Bowl. Don't tell me about young quarterbacks. No, 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 no. This is why I don't like stats, right? Oh, you don't like this is this is why I don't like stats because people bring them up. Right? When they really gonna help them and benefit them. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Jimmy G is a winner. And the Niners said, gotta go, brother. Yeah. You know what? Because you ain't showing yeah, us what this what? young man yeah. is showing no, us. No, 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 you no, no, ain't no, no, showing no. us special like this man is showing no. us special. If he was on the 49ers, it wouldn't be no trade no, no, no. It wouldn't be. I don't care how many games no. you win. You are Here's winning and you you with the Assassin's Award NFC Championship no. game. This and they is- said, you Got That's to right. go because this young fella behind us gives us a better chance to win because he is more like that. This dude is like that. Leave him alone. This is why they moved on from Jimmy G. It's not the winning. It's but you just when, said winning, though, it's matters. when are you winning? Are you winning on the biggest stage? We are He's just we NFC are judging games. We're judging Justin Herbert. I'm going to talk quiet. Thank you. Please. <laughs> we're judging. You need to because y'all put some I know, respect but I'm on you Justin. Down. Look, I love Justin Herbert and I think he's like going it. to be great. How great? Tom Brady great? To Acho's point, if well, you yeah, want to compare, if, if you want to compare Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, now I'm listening because what he's accomplished. I have been right? out. I'm, I'm listening. What accomplished? Right? This is this, but this, Justin oh. Herbert. This young fella has accomplished Hold more up. than Joe Burrow. We, gotta, we have to stop. Whoa. We have to How stop. How can you say that? You like numbers. You like numbers and stats. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need none of this. We don't put him up. I don't need none of this. He in the same draft as those guys. Big dog. And he the rookie of the year. One Put of, the stats sir, up. Y'all just saying because of this sir, year he went to the Super Bowl. He lost. Sir, he got just as many Super Bowl sir, rings as Justin Herbert. Sir, Justin Herbert went to a team that was a seven-win team prior, went to the playoffs two years prior, Man. and Justin Herbert had a losing season. Joe Burrow went to a so Bengals team. now we Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. See, no, but and, and y'all can, I, can, I, can I just finish this? Joe Burrow went to a Bengals team that was 2-14. and 14. He knows he's a Cincinnati Bengals fan, born and raised in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow went to a Cincinnati Bengals team that was 2-14 and 14, and two years later was in a Super Bowl. Don't tell me about Justin Herbert going to a bad organization. I'm not saying Joe Burrow ain't special. Joe Burrow I'm just is saying this dude is special, list. too. Yeah, I... See, <laughs> this dude is special. This man. is this is why I hate doing this stuff. What's the? I think you've said it before. Comparison is the thief, thief of joy. joy. It is. Joe Burrow had a wonderful look. I went to LSU. Oh. You think I'm invested in Joe Burrow's <laughs> career? All right. But here's the thing: you get into the playoffs at ten and seven. You have a, a kicker who catches fire in the playoffs. The Bengals beat the Titans in the playoffs. They scored 19 points. Mm. They kicked four field goals in that game. Justin Herbert had the 29th scoring defense last year. They gave up 28, 30 points in their final three games. They couldn't stop a nosebleed down the stretch. And it's Justin Herbert's fault that the Bengals put it together. He had a nice run in the Super Bowl, but Joe Burrow won 10 games. Herbert won nine last year. Yes, he had a nice run in the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, man, both these dudes are special. This dude... Is a phenom. I would like to. I would like man. to throw y'all a bone, though. I'll just I, look. The, oh. the the Chargers. Not that we need one. No, but I mean, you kind of do. The Chargers. <laughs> they recognize what they have. They recognize how close they were. I will say this: you trade for Khalil Mack. 
No. You sign J.C. Jackson. The time is now. Yeah, yeah. you got to yeah, do it now. Yeah. Like, year three, if you want to do this at the end of this season, if the Chargers aren't a playoff team, this is much more valid. Right now, no. right now, y'all got to get off Justin Herbert's back, man. No, 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 no. But not, it's not that we're tired of him. It's not that we're no, on no. his back. It's simply that he's had one game that was the closest thing to a playoff game against the Las Vegas yeah, Raiders. Must win. To it's get there. Must win. Must win and he lost. Is this fault? So, until, no, I'm not saying that. Well, I'm, I'm, just I'm not saying that. James, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when you get to those, look, in every sport, you know this. You know this. You certainly know this. When do guys demonstrate that they're a level above? Mm. It's not regular season. It's not. It's the postseason. Talk to him. Talk to his heart. Justin Talk Herbert heart. hasn't had the opportunity. Talk to his heart. To prove what he's capable of doing when it matters most. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying, just don't start talking about Tom Brady and all you these other put guys. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and compare nobody to him. Just understood. Like my man said. Understood. So where did we start? Is Justin Herbert overrated based on a comparison to Tom Brady? And you guys are going, well, yeah, you know what? It's because he could be and he's going to be. And I'm like. He isn't, so let's stop. Dude is special. Mm. I'm, a, I'm gonna ride special. with Herbo. I'm 100. Like, I'm, I'm right with you. I feel very he's good special. about where he his gonna, career he is gonna going. He's gonna show y'all that he is that dude. Okay. And Only. it's crazy he ain't showed y'all yet with what he's done on that football field. <laughs> Only time will tell. Man, we keeping it rolling. Coming up, I got a final thought on another quarterback, Justin Fields, who is not at all getting the help by the Chicago Bears that other quarterbacks are getting in the league. That's next. Speak for yourself. Let's keep it rolling. It is time for my final thought. The NFL player that I most worry about in all the football, Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. Why? Because his team don't know how to protect him, and the refs do not know how to respect him. Preseason game one. Oh, my God, late hit. Surely that'll be a flag. Nope, no flag, no respect. Surely his team is going to come to his utter defense. I see two linemen, but I need y'all to do a little bit more than just walk over there and talk to the defensive back. Okay, new head coach Matt Eberflus, you're up, big dog. Protect him. You just gonna sit there and deal with the ref like this? Eberflus, that's your quarterback. You live by your quarterback. You die by your quarterback. First-year head coach, you need your second-year quarterback to be great. Respect and protect Justin Fields. That's it for us. Have a nice weekend. I'll see you soon.